This is Off The Ball Breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. It's breaking open, shouldn't count. Not a real major. You rank the four Grand Slams. Uh-huh. Let's see, it's Wimbledon. I'll go Wimbledon, French Open, US Open, Australian Open. Right. Subscribe to the Off The Ball Breakfast podcast on the Off The Ball app now. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with a dramatic finish at the Emirates yesterday where Arsenal beat Manchester United 3-1. United thought they'd won the game in the 88th minute when Alejandro Garnacho scored, but it was disallowed for the most marginal offside. Then Declan Rice and Gabriel Jesus both scored in injury time to win it for the Gunners, who had gone behind in the first half to a Marcus Rashford goal, although they were level less than a minute later through Martin Odegaard. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta was happy to come out on the right side of the result. I think we work and, and we do what we do every day to live moments like this. It was beautiful at the end to celebrate it with our fans the way it happened. And, and it shows you that this sport at the top level is about small margins. Uh, and I think we married to, to win the game, that's for sure. But it could have gone the other way if they scored them, they want you. Arsenal are now one of four sides with 10 points from four games in the Premier League, leaving them two points behind champions Manchester City. It's the second defeat of the season for United, who also lost away to Tottenham. So their poor record on the road against teams in the top half continues. One positive for United is that summer signing Rasmus Hoyland came off the bench in the second half to make his debut. He certainly made a difference in terms of his physicality. And he also showed his quick feet with a nice touch in the build-up to that disallowed goal for Garnacho. United boss Eric Ten Hag revealed after the game as well that Jaden Sancho wasn't included in his squad due to poor training performance. Jaden was um, uh, on his uh, performance on the training. We didn't select him. So he was, was, was that a form of discipline, would you say? No, you have to reach uh, a level every day on Manchester United and we can make choices in the front line. Um, yeah, and so for this game he wasn't selected. And the England international responded on social media shortly after to say he's been a scapegoat for a long time at United and not to believe everything you read. Andy Mitten from United We Stand was on Off The Ball Breakfast and said Sancho has gone about this in the wrong way. I don't think he should have gone public with it. I don't think he's been particularly fair to Eric Ten Hag, who has supported him extensively and is a a very good man-manager. He's intense, he's a disciplinarian. But I'll say it again, he's supported him extensively. And previous Manchester United managers did not possess the same man management um, skills. So I think he's got it wrong. Another story to come out of the game at the Emirates. Police have confirmed they're investigating an alleged assault on former Manchester United captain Roy Keane. And video footage on social media shows the aftermath of the incident. Former Manchester City defender Micah Richards appears to be restraining a man. United goalkeeper Andre Onan has come out of retirement to join up with the Cameroon squad for their Africa Cup of Nations qualifier against Burundi. The 27-year-old was recalled to the squad last month. He previously announced his retirement from international football last December after a disagreement with Rigobert Song over tactics. Onana played the opening game of the World Cup against Switzerland, but hasn't played for his country since. If Cameroon were to qualify for the Afghan, it means Onana would miss a few games for United in January and February of next year. Mo Salah will also hope to play in that tournament with Egypt and he put all talk of Saudi Arabia aside at Anfield yesterday when he scored in Liverpool's 3-0 win over Aston Villa. Dominic Savaslai opened his account for Jurgen Klopp's side who, like Arsenal, are unbeaten with 10 points from 12. Salah tweeted a picture of himself in a Liverpool jersey from yesterday's game earlier on today and that a few days after the club rejected a bid of £150 million from Saudi Arabia. Klopp says he had no concerns about Salah's frame of mind going into that game against Villa. I didn't realise a little bit of a destruction. 
during the whole week, besides answering questions about it, but not from people inside, just from people outside. So I have no clue. Nobody came to me and told me something could happen or whatever on Friday, nothing. And um, I'm pretty sure I would have got a call. Um, but I didn't. He's a world-class player, no doubt about that. And um, I'm really pleased he's in my team. Darwin Nunez was rewarded for his match-winning performance against Newcastle last weekend with a start against Villa. He hit the woodwork twice. One of those efforts led to the own goal from Matty Cash. He set up Salah's goal. He did everything bar score. Former Ireland international Kenny Cunningham was part of the off-the-ball commentary team and said Klopp needs to give Nunez a run of games as the central striker now. Got to stick with him. Said this last week, me. I think he's a player you have to stick with him for three months. You know, you got to give him that confidence to say, look, one bad game, you're not going to be out with the team. He can't be constantly worrying if I don't score this week or I'm not, you know, I'm not quite at it. If I don't deliver an eight out of ten performance, going to find myself back on the bench. That's a lot of pressure on your shoulders going onto the game, into a game every week. I think he needs to know his manager's backing him and he sees him as the future in that uh, central striking position. He's got other options there. We know Gakko can play there. He's, he's impressed there. Uh, but for me, Nunes is the natural number nine. And I think to get the best out of him, got to give him an injection of confidence. And you're only going to do that by playing him over an extended period of time. The Ireland squad have met up in Dublin ahead of their Euro 2024 qualifiers against France and the Netherlands this week. Andrew Omabamadeli has been added to Stephen Kenny's squad. The 21-year-old defender who recently moved to Nottingham Forest comes in due to doubts over the fitness of John Egan. He picked up a knock playing for Sheffield United against Everton on Saturday. Squad will train in Dublin today ahead of Thursday night's game against France in Paris. Note that the name of Evan Ferguson will come up in the French media in the build-up after his first Premier League hat-trick. The 18-year-old scored all three goals for Brighton in their 3-1 win at Hampton Newcastle. Brighton boss Roberto De Zerbi believes the Mead teenager has very similar attributes to former Italy striker Christian Vieri. Although, as De Zerbi was quick to point out, Vieri was left-footed. Celtic will head into the international break, top of the Scottish Premiership after a 1-0 win over old firm rivals Rangers. Kyogo Furahashi scored the only goal of the game just before half-time at Ibrox to move the champions onto 10 points after four games. They're four ahead of Rangers. Former Shamrock Rovers defender Liam Scales started in central defence for Celtic and received a lot of praise from his manager Brendan Rodgers for his performance. Motherwell are only behind Celtic in goal difference after their 1-0 win away to Hearts. Kylian Mbappe warmed up for the game against Ireland by scoring twice in PSG's 4-1 win over Lyon in Ligue 1. Former Cork City defender Jacob Bryan was on the bench for Lyon, who were bottom of the league at one point from four games. And the players received a dressing down from the Lyon Ultras on a megaphone after the game. Robert Lewandowski scored five minutes from time with a penalty to give Barcelona a 2-1 win away to 10-man Osasuna in La Liga last night. Joe Cancelo and Joe Felix both made their Barca debuts off the bench in the second half. The champions are two points behind Real Madrid, who won 2-1 at home to Hatafe over the weekend. Hatafe signed Mason Greenwood on loan from Manchester United last week. Jude Bellingham scored the winner for Real. The England international has really hit the ground running. He scored in all four league games this season and has five goals in total. Lautaro Martinez scored twice for Inter, who moved top of Serie A with a 4-0 win over Fiorentina at the San Siro. AC Milan also have a maximum nine points after their 2-1 win away to Roma on Friday night. Romelu Lukaku made his debut for Roma. Juventus continued their unbeaten start with a 2-0 win away to Empoli. Champions Napoli lost 2-1 at home to Lazio, 
who had lost their first two games of the season. In Germany, Benjamin Szeszko scored twice in the last five minutes to wrap up a 3-0 win for Orbi Leipzig away to Union Berlin, who signed Leonardo Bonucci last week. The Italian was an unused sub yesterday. Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen, managed by Xabi Alonso, are the only two sides with a maximum nine points. They'll actually meet in Munich in the first game back after the international break on the 15th of September. Kyle Walker says he was close to joining Bayern Munich this summer, but now he will sign a contract at Manchester City. And former Spain midfielder Juan Mata has joined Japanese top-flight club Vissel Kobe on a free transfer. The 35-year-old who had spells at Chelsea and Manchester United was a free agent after leaving Galatasaray on the 1st of July. He won a Turkish title last season with Gala, who were in United's group for the Champions League this season. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.